0: Welcome back to the podcast everyone. I am delighted to have with me today Circa O'Byrne. Circa is a graduate of MSIS at Trinity and she is currently working as an associate at Bain. Circa um, is someone I think who sees a lot of, was really proactive in seizing opportunities and jobs um, during college. So a great person to have on the podcast and I'm hoping that Circa you'll demystify a bit of the consulting world for everybody to kind of figure out what really goes on in a, in a consulting firm. So welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey Kate, thanks so much for having me. I'm uh, really excited to be here and yeah I'll definitely try my best to demystify the consulting world.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. Um, I think a great place to start would be with your college course. So um, how did you choose it and you know were you choosing it with a career path in mind or were you just following you know your interest?
1: Yeah yeah so um, as you said, I studied MSIS and Trinity, which is Management Science Information System Studies.
0: Possibly Another thing long- that needs to be demystified a bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. It's the longest name in the world. It's basically sort of like maths, computer science. You do a lot of analytics and um, a little bit of business and um, just a lot of different things. Um, similar to Bess. Um, and... W- how I got introduced to MSIS was my cousin was actually the year ahead of me, and a sort of Easter of sixth year, she was telling me about the course. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I thought it sounded interesting, you know. I knew I always liked maths and kind of ticked a lot of my boxes. So I just thought I'd give it a go. Um, I was lucky, I guess, when I was in sixth year, like going into EMSIS. the points weren't as crazy as they are now. So I had that sort of luxury of being able to, like, you know, give it a go, see what happens without. I mean I know the points are crazy for it now so I think like it's it's a bit of a different situation but so yeah I just thought I'd give it a go and went into my first year and I really liked it. Um, you do a huge range of different things you know you do engineering maths, you do accounting, finance, computer science like you just kind of get to uh, develop this wide range of skills across a lot of different areas which is something that you know, I really didn't know what I wanted to do after college when I went in, so this gave me a really good insight into the types of, like, uh, the things that I liked, things that I didn't like, and um, (laughs) it also, I think, MSIS is quite a career-focused degree, so being in that environment, it really helps you, it, it exposes you to different career paths, and, you know, from, like, first year, second year, you kind of start hearing about these companies that are like PwC and Accenture and stuff like that. And then, you know, you get exposure to them. So you understand and you have a greater insight into what different jobs are out there, which I think is a super helpful thing to have as a part of a college degree.
0: Yeah, 100%. And it's funny that you say that because I find so interesting the range of different career paths that people take from MSIS. Um, It seems like a very... Employable course that they're very um everyone always wants it, an NCS grad but um what did other people in your course end up doing and do you think that there was kind of you know you're saying that this is split out of different modules was there a particular one that you latched onto and said yeah that's that's the one that I find most interesting and do you think there's any correlation with maybe people who went into um particular backgrounds that they were all kind of had you know gravitated towards a particular part of the course
1: yeah um for me anyway I. So what I really liked about Emsys was that I got to do a lot of different modules and I didn't really have to decide like, okay, I'm going to do this course and that will get me this job. It left a huge Mm -hmm. amount of options open for me. And I think that was something that drew me to consulting as well, because I, again, didn't really know what I wanted to do. This seemed like a career that would, you know, in a similar way, give me a lot of different, a lot of exposure to a lot of different industries and allow me to just really like get a greater insight into these places and understand what I wanted for my next steps. Um, consulting is quite a common career path from EMSIS. Um, like in third year, you do a module called case studies, which mm. is essentially like a mini case, like a mini consulting case. So it's like a very good like introduction to it. Um, a lot of people they would go into analytics um, or the more tech side of mm. things, because you, know, you do do a lot of analytics, computer science, things like that. Um, so I think some people have gone into finance but less so um yeah. we had a pilot <laughs> oh. yeah.
0: That's a bit, I think it really speaks to the breadth of the course that people can dive into so many career paths from it um I'm always a bit in awe of 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 the course itself but um another thing you know that comes with that I suppose is it being a very busy college time I know from you know having friends in MSIS that um, it seems to be a lot of work but um, you were also you know able to balance that with being quite involved with a lot of things during college so you know curious to hear about what your extracurriculars were um, in terms of you know jobs or college life
1: yeah so in terms of extracurricular, like I was really lucky. I got to really, and I mean, you know yourself, like there's so much stuff you can get involved with in Trinity. Um, so I was lucky and I got to really get involved with a lot of different things that I was interested in. So, you know, I'd play hockey or I was involved in the tennis club. Um, and then I was also involved in the incubator programme with the Entrepreneurial Society. Um, a few other different things. That actually escaped me at the moment. Um, but it's just a really good way, I thought, societies are anyway, of just getting to know the wider college network and, like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, getting to explore interests that you have um, with people who have similar interests. Um, yeah. I mean, it's definitely, I think it makes it easier when, you know, you're doing something that you really like. So, like, societies are a, a hobby, so they don't feel like work. So when you do have a lot of college work, they're a break from it. Mm-hmm. Um. I think it's definitely like, you know, it it is a balancing act. Like, you know, I would have played hockey in first and second year, and then I would have st- like stepped back from hockey in third year when I was the tennis captain, because I was like, I'm not going to be able to do all these things in third mm-hmm. year. Um, and it is like, it is also like a learning curve, learning how to just balance your work, balance your like societies, um, and sort of prioritizing to make sure that like, you know, at the end of the day, you are there to get a degree. Um, so it is all well and good to do. Every society under the sun, but like you do need to get your like exams and you do need to get yeah. your
0: assignments. Yeah, one hundred percent. So something I think is quite interesting as well. You know, when you look at that college time and you're there to get your degree, and you know you work hard during the college term. Um, I think a real dilemma for people, and unless so at the moment, obviously because you can't travel, but is deciding what to do with your summers, like whether you go and do an internship or uh, work for the summer or um, if you travel. So. Curious to hear, you know, how you balanced those options during your college time.
1: Yeah, so I was super lucky in that I got to do a lot of traveling during college. Um, So, you know, after first year, we went to Canada and second year I did America and things like that. Um, I think internships are a really good thing for people to do. So I did one from my third year going into fourth year that summer. And basically, I did it because I was between finance and consulting. I had a sort of rough idea what consulting was, and then I thought, okay, I should do something in finance so I can understand what even is finance. I literally knew nothing about it, (laughs) so um, that's why I did it. And uh, you know, you get really good experience. Um, I know a lot of people would have done it, done internships in places where they subsequently then accepted full time offers from. so, you know, it's, it also is a really good way of getting a feel for a company. So if you're thinking like, you know, I'm not sure whether I wanna work here or there and you do internships in both of them, you'll have a much better sense of whether it's a good fit for you. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and where did you do your internship?
1: So I did my internship in a, a credit portfolio called ICM. Okay. Um, so there was it's a small enough office, um, but it was really, really good experience um the team really like super patient with me I think one thing Ems is missing is there's not that much finance so going into something like that I was fairly blind and they really taught me a lot um about that whole world and it was also just a great way of me uh, of helping me decide that I do like that industry but I don't think it's where I wanted to start my career yeah which um you know is probably it's just a really like helpful thing to be sure of so that when you're going into applications you know you you can kind of start whittling it down a little bit more to where you want to apply to
0: yeah 100 percent. so ultimately where you you did whittle it down to um was consulting and then to Bain so um can you tell us a bit about you know how you got to you know that place and um you know application process for for kind of getting your foot in the door with Bain
1: yeah so Um, my sort of Bain journey started, um, oh God, I sound like I'm at a recruiting event. (laughs) So it started when, um, that same summer, um, I had applied to a True North workshop, which is basically a two day event in London, uh, where Bain bring 30 to 40 women from around UK Ireland to their offices. And they do sort of different talks on what consulting is, what's involved in the life of a consultant at Bain how cases work um, they also bring you out for a fancy dinner and they let you do a sample case which was very cool um, and after that two-day event I was just very impressed with the company I really liked how they worked and I also really liked all the people that I met um, and it also really seems like they all really liked what they were doing and they actually enjoyed spending time with each other which I was like that's a very important thing I think uh, that you should look for. So after that event, I was pretty sure that I wanted to work there, but you know, you know, the chances like the they don't make that many offers, so I kind of had to stay um, a little bit realistic. And then come September, I, you know, went through all the job applications as most people do. It's um, a bit of an I'm sure you remember. It's a fairly intense semester because you're trying to balance final year job applications and then also you're trying to enjoy yourself because you're like it's my final year I need to <laughs> go out so uh yeah I went through a few different processes um again kind of the way I looked at my applications was um I wanted to I made did a few applications into sort of analytics and um, a few into consulting and then I wanted to into finance um and then going through the process of applications and interviews um I also was able to really, as I was saying earlier, like you can really get a sense of a company and their culture through their application process. So then through Bain's application, I was able to see that that stuff that I uh, sort of observed during the summer was actually true again, like the interviewers and everything like that. I just really liked them. Um, The interview process in Bain is intense enough. So it starts off with an online exam where you basically, we send in your CV, everyone has sent out this online exam and I think you have a week to do it and um, the online exam is I don't think it's timed but I think to get through it quick enough so it's, it's like I think it takes like 30 to 40 minutes but um, don't quote me on that because I, <laughs> I, I could have taken way longer um, and it's basically just assessing you know like uh, there's personality portion there's like logical reasoning um, there's a bit of sort of data interpretation, different things like that, um, and so then after the exam, you are invited to your first round interviews, which is a, I think it's like three or four hour um, session. Now it's typically in the in the office, but obviously at the moment it's online. Um, and the first round involves a market size interview, a case, a normal case interview, and then a personality interview. Uh, the market size interview is probably the most daunting.
0: Um, i was thinking that sounds that me, sounds a daunting.
1: <laughs> yeah, so so you'll basically be asked. So, like for example, I was asked, "What's the annual revenue of a bowling alley?" And you're just given that question, and then you go work it out. And um, now that sounds that sounds daunting, but you know you know these questions are coming, and there's very like there's a lot of stuff online to help you prep for them. So like if you do a bit of preparation, it actually it's definitely a lot more manageable Mm -hmm. uh that's your first round then you find out so the whole process is very quick once you're in interviews so your first round say is a friday you find out the next friday whether you're through or not for an interview the following friday and so then your final round is another set of three interviews you have a written case study and a normal case study and then a partner interview and where they can do a case but um, it's a less structured case it's a more it's more, I think, a chance for the partner to get to know you and then also for you to, like, have an opportunity to ask any questions about Bain. Um, and then the following week you find out whether you got an offer or not. So wow.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> pretty, pretty quick, but also pretty grilling. So when you're going into those interviews, you know, you, you mentioned that you had the kind of case competition or case study module in college. Um, were there other things that you think, were helpful preparing for those or, you know, are there ways that you can stand out um, in those interviews, presuming there are a lot of people who are looking for that job that you got?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think the thing for the case interviews is, you know, practice. Um, They are, while they're like not an exam that you learn things off, it's like, it's just a thing you can really practice and just get a lot better with uh, or a lot better at. So like what I did, which I thought was super helpful, was um, one of my friends is also applying to consulting firms and she was going through the same processes with case studies. So we would meet up sort of once a week and do a case together. So I'd ask her and she'd ask me. Um, and then more so like towards the end when like we were both interviewing or doing final rounds or whatever, we'd meet up more uh, often and do more cases. But I think that was probably the most helpful thing. And from speaking to colleagues at work, like they all say having a partner or having someone to say the case and sort of I think doing them out loud is so important because like you can get all these books and you can watch all these things online but it's very different than when you're actually doing it and in, in the actual interview
0: yeah 100% um, one thing in your in your head <laughs> another thing when you hear how it sounds and it comes out of your mouth um yeah. so you mentioned before that you did that um networking kind of event or the, the summer event um, how much do you think that you know is important in terms of you know applying to a company going to an event or getting to know somebody internally or was that kind of just did you think that was just helpful to you in terms of figuring out what the company was like?
1: Um, I mean I think both definitely I think from the company's perspective it gives them more time to get to know you so you know like over a two-day event it's obviously a lot easier for them to understand your personality understand how you work um, and just know like understand whether you would be sort of that like cultural fit that people talk about yeah. um so I think it's definitely helpful in that regard and um, also you know you get a sense of one thing that I thought was helpful was that like I had been to that office before I sort of knew that process I knew where I'd be interviewing none of that was new for me then when I was going back over to do my, my interviews because I'd been there and I kind of knew what was going on um, whereas like you know in other companies where I hadn't been before and there bring you to interview and they bring you to the top floor it can be a little bit intimidating Mm. so that was super helpful um I think for me uh I found it just it was a really good way of actually understanding the company culture and just like working out whether I could see myself working there and whether I'd actually like enjoy it and you know the thing that just really struck me was that everyone did seem to really enjoy what they were doing you know they Mm. all actually seemed to really like enjoy hanging out with each other um it seemed less so of like you know a place where people logged in at nine and like left at five whereas you know it was a place that like people enjoyed spending their time and really enjoyed the work that they were doing
0: yeah and, seems right. yeah so think, you know yeah. stemming on from that is probably a good place to to take us into or dive right into you know the actual day-to-day of what you're doing now so you know you mentioned you know, it being a really nice culture around you and people enjoying what they're doing. Um, How was that when you first started, um, you know, in terms of your team that you're working on or any mentorship that you might have had? What was that kind of like first phase like for you?
1: Yeah, yeah. So Bain are like very into like mentorship and coaching and teaching. So like your first two weeks are training and, you know, you learn this sort of Associate consultant skill set, um, which is what they call it. Um, and you just get a sort of um, uh, like quick overview of the different things that you could be doing. And then very quickly, you're on a case and you are assigned a direct supervisor who, you know, will teach you and coach you and is just basically your go to person if you need a hand with, any- with anything. Um, I think it, it is definitely like there's definitely a steep learning curve um for sure um but that was also another thing that I wanted in my job like I wanted to be learning a lot every day and you know they give you a huge amount of responsibility from the very start which is um daunting but it's also you know I enjoy it um and um yeah it's just something that I was looking for um so sorry
0: when you say um you know you're training at, at the beginning um you know, coming into something like consulting, well, from an outside perspective, it, it feels like, you know, you'd need to have a lot of skills across lots of areas or be able to analyze in particular ways. Um, what kind of training do you think um, was really helpful um, to do your job? And that'll kind of take us into, you know, what you do as your job. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, so I think, um, as I said, sort of like, Emsys gives you it, you do a, a lot of different modules across a lot of different faculties, um, and so it sort of helps you develop skills like across a wide range of different things. But I think to the core, you know, you learn, you know, maths like how to break down a problem, how to solve a problem, how to sort of critically analyse data, pull out insights, um, how to you know build PowerPoint, which is a uh, big enough skill in consulting. Um, I think it's it's less so like, oh, I learned Java and now I go in and I do Java. Like there, there wouldn't be one like core program or something like that that I learned that I go and do. Um, it's more just like that sort of like habit of, you know, being able to break down a problem, being able to work out, you know, this is, this is how we're gonna solve it in a sort of clear structured manner, which I think is a lot of what we do in consulting. Um, I mean, accounting also helps, that definitely (laughs) helps. Again, in none of these things, I think the interesting thing with Bain anyway, is that they uh, actively try to hire people from across a lot of different degrees. So it's not the case where you go and everyone has done something like MSIS or everyone has done finance. You know, there'd be people who've done biology or natural sciences or like history and classics, just every degree under the sun. because I think they's, their opinion anyway is that it's, you know, um, you know, like having a mix of people from different industries will bring a different perspective to the cases and, you know, it, it'll help um, the team come, uh, get to a better outcome. If mm-hmm. everyone's from a different background rather than if everyone is coming from the same
0: Yeah I mean that makes so much sense in terms of solving a problem having many different minds working in different ways coming together Um, so then you know what's the process like you kind of mentioned being put on a case Um, how does that work in terms of you know there's a new case starting and people are assigned are they assigned in large teams Um, do you generally is there you know travel involved um, if you're working with a new client or how does that work?
1: So Bain has a staffing manager um, who works with the associate consultant. So when you're an associate consultant, you're typically in that role for two years. Um, and then you move to a senior associate consultant. And for the SACs and ACs, there's a staffing manager. Um, basically, he works with a I don't know. It's a, I don't know how he does the job, he does a brilliant job of it. Um, and I'd say it's really tough. And um, basically, he works with all the ACs and makes sure that they are staffed on cases that suits their, you know, professional development needs that works for them from a cultural fit, like ways of working and things like that. And basically, the way it works anyway for your first case is that you during your first two weeks of training, you have a meeting with the staffer. And um, you know you'll discuss things that are important to you. For your first case, you have less choice. You know they're they're just trying to get you on a case with good coaching. Like, but if you wanted to, so say back in January, I said I prefer to stay in London because I just moved over. Um, I wanted to spend my time there rather than in a different city where you know, I you know I could do that at a different time. So they took that into account, and I was staffed on a case in London, in the London office. But other people, for example. You know i know people who went to brussels um people can go over and back to like paris at uh, different offices or different cases it really depends on what you want to do and um, i mean i'm sure that's probably a different case now with travel and all this sort of stuff but i think you know ultimately hopefully it'll go back to what it was because it is a good um a good opportunity to get to travel um through a case but so yeah so the, I've actually been lucky that I haven't had any travel cases, um, but I didn't want any. And then you can, so, uh, so then your staffing manager will put you on a case um, and you meet the team um, who can either have been working there before or the team is just formed. You introduce your supervisor and then you just get going. Um, and, you know, the team, you know, the projects can vary in length. Um, I think mine was unusual. My first case lasted 10 and a half months. Now it was like three different phases of work, but it was the same client for 10 and a half months. Um, whereas now I've moved into the private equity group and cases are three weeks.
0: Um,
1: so it's complete opposite to what I was doing.
0: And when you say phases of work, um, what might that look like? Or you know, when that 10 month um, case versus like this three-week one, um, is there a general structure around it or kind of you know, a sequence of events that takes place? Um, and does that differ between the two?
1: Yeah yeah so for so for my first case anyway it, it was sort of like done in the sort of like three month slot so you'd start a case with you know the view that you were on this for three months um, and each case the topics were different so the problems you were solving were different it was just the same client um, and I mean I think the difference is so that case is in what's called general practice um, where you're working face to face with clients and like companies. So for example, that case was with a card payments company, which is really interesting. Um, and, you know, you get to, you get a lot of clients, you get to understand the business, like how the business works um, different things like that. Whereas now with private equity, you're working with funds. So there's less of that client facing aspect um, and more of you know right now what we're doing is it's very structured you know you've three weeks to get this project out it's very clear you know you need to do this 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 and this um and this is where you need to be say by day eight and this is where you need to be by day 10 and that's how it works the general practice cases are a little bit less like that um you know for example in the general practice I was doing a lot of like ultrax and tableau you would do um, more like client-facing work where you'd be interviewing clients to understand what they think the problem is or how they think the solution can like be solved or how you, they think you can get to a solution you know it's more of a collaborative um, effort with the clients whereas with private equity you're working with a fund so you have two updates with them and that's that's sort of the process.
0: Okay okay and um, what are your hours like or does that again does that differ depending on the client?
1: uh yeah so that definitely varies um i think consulting you know it's not like a nine-to-five job um i I don't think you go there thinking it's a nine-to-five job um bain definitely try to like the hours you know they can range it depends on what's going on i mean what we're doing now because you have 15 days the hours can be quite long um but you get an early night once a week which means you know you finish at seven Um, and that early night is protected so you can make plans I mean you can't make much plans now but (laughs) in normal times you will be able to make plans and know that like say on Wednesday I'm gonna meet my friends for dinner or I'm gonna do whatever and then you finish at five on Fridays so you know they do try their best to like really make the case manageable um, but um yeah so that's that's in private equity and then in general practice again it can vary depending on the case and the client and also the time in the case so at the start, you know it can be a little bit uh, less intense but then when you're in the lead up to the final and um, presentation obviously things are going to get busier so it can the hours can just get a little bit longer
0: yeah um so interested to know you know you've spoken about the culture and how you really felt like it was a fit for you coming in um and it seems to still be um, i'm interested in terms of covid and you know working remotely um what have they done or what do you do with your team is there like a conscious effort to kind of recreate that and still make it a nice place to work
1: yeah yeah for sure um I mean it's definitely like difficult and I'm sure you're the same like it's not the same as being in the office no matter what you do um but Bain has definitely really tried to replicate that company culture even though we're virtual so I mean like it's sort of small little things that I found that make a difference where like you know in your morning meetings you spend the first five or so minutes just like gossiping or talking about what you watched on tv the night before just like Mm -hmm. you know nothing significant but just like you're not like diving straight into work Um, and sort of trying to connect on a more like human level to make the whole like working environment less transactional I think is really important Um, and like I remember one of my managers said that she tries to make meetings less efficient because she was like you know (laughs) so easy to log in say okay we're gonna do xyz and log off and then you know you can find that you've worked with someone for six weeks and you don't know anything about them um so she said what she tried to do is you know like um you have like just as I said like a little bit of chats here and there like you know you try and play a game you do like draw or sparkle quizzes or just like little things like that um to just break the day and to make um to make it easier to get to know who you're working with on more like human level
0: Yeah and is it always in a kind of team setting that you'd have those calls or is it kind of ever like one-on-one with different members of the team? Is it always a collaborative kind of call?
1: So the way the teams are structured is that there's typically like two teamlets so um, there'd be like a manager and then like two work streams and you'd have a morning meeting where the whole team is there. Everyone discusses what they're doing the day you know if they'd learned anything overnight um that would affect like the work or anything like that and then you'll go off in your teamlets and you'll work together on you were part of the problem and then you'll typically come back for a content session which is where you'll meet with the leadership team and they'll sort of get involved they'll um like you know help you drive the answer you'll update them on your progress so far um, and then you go back to your teammates work on whatever outcome that was um, and then there's a uh, evening meeting where again the whole team is there and you sort of discuss on what needs discuss like a line and like align on what needs to be done for the rest of the day and um, versus what can be pushed to tomorrow play games sometimes <laughs> um you know you do like different things so like the the morning and evening huddles are like just a, they're a nice way to sort of decompress they're meant to be content free um it doesn't always happen but it's just like a nice aspiration because it's a nice like break from work you know
0: Yeah, I think you've definitely given us a lot of clarity (laughs) around what goes on um, in your job, in your consulting firm, um, which is absolutely brilliant. And I would love before we finish to ask you if you have any books or podcasts um, that you recommend oh uh, (laughs) it can be general life doesn't have to be consulting (laughs) based
1: yeah no I definitely don't read consulting books anyway (laughs) um oh god what book have I one book I read recently that was really good it's called East West Street um when I'm reading I I like sort of like I I don't go for um I like sort of fictiony books or uh you know just books like that so yeah East West Street I don't think that's
0: fiction though god this is (laughs) (laughs) we'll take it perfect (laughs) it's a perfect recommendation (laughs) well thank you so much um it's honestly very very helpful i think for lots of people to really understand you know the process behind getting into a consulting firm but also what really goes on so um really appreciate your insights and thank you so much for coming on the podcast
1: yeah no thank you so much for having me um this is a really interesting discussion um and you know if anyone has any questions about consulting, please feel free to reach out to me um, on LinkedIn, Circa O'Brien. I'm more than happy to help.
0: Brilliant. Thanks so much, Circa.
1: Cool. Thanks, Elaine.